Hello, family, and welcome back to another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. And happy June 1st, you guys. We are halfway through the year. I cannot believe how quickly this year is flying by, and I'm really excited. I feel like, honestly, for the past couple of weeks, it's been a, it's been a rough couple of weeks, y'all. So to have a fresh start and a fresh beginning, I'm just very excited. I've been going through a lot of emotional things, like I've been sharing with you guys in the podcast. So I feel like whenever we have a first of the month, it just, it just feels like a fresh start and a new beginning for all of us. And so this week's episode is actually going to be a replay from a previous episode, but I really feel like it's very timely because if you're in one of those spaces where maybe, uh, May wasn't the best month, or maybe even just these past few weeks, you've been going through a lot, you haven't been yourself, and maybe you just haven't been able to get done what you thought you would have been able to get done. This week's episode is going to be perfect for you. And I feel like what I love about the messages that God gives is that they are timeless. They don't expire. And it's really helpful to get into the practice of listening to something more than once. So it really settles into your heart. And so I pray that this message blesses you guys. I hope it encourages you and reminds you that you are a human being, that you also need time to process everything that's going on in your life, and that you can always restart and refresh at any point point. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode. You're listening to the Organize My Thoughts podcast, where we teach you how to get out of your head so you can execute the vision. I am your host, Kyla Jackson. Let's get started. Now, in today's episode, what I'm going to be doing is sharing some of the lessons and the revelations that God has been walking me through as he is adjusting my routine, adjusting my mindset. And I just want to be you know, honest with what I've been going through, and I think it'll be really helpful for you guys. So one of the first things that God has been telling me and whispering in my ear is that you are not a robot. Last week, I had a pretty productive week. I got a lot of things done, but around Thursday, I found myself to be extremely tired. I tried to continue on, you know, pushing through and pushing past it. And I went to the gym and then I went to the library to go work because sometimes, you know, working from home, I just like to get into a different environment. And I found myself unable to stay awake at the library. Like y'all, I'm talking, I'm falling asleep on my laptop. I'm so exhausted. And I remember I was like trying to wake myself up and I heard God say, go get something to eat and take a nap. Now, mind y'all, it's only 12 o'clock. And I'm thinking to myself, there is no way this can be God telling me to take a nap. And it's only 12 o'clock. I have literally done no work. Like I had just sat down and could not even focus. So I'm like, God, in my mind, I'm thinking, God, I don't even deserve a nap. This is how I was talking to myself. I immediately went in this. I'm lazy. I'm not productive. Um, I really started beating myself up like I was talking to you guys about. And he just kept saying it over and over again. He was like, the more I tried to focus, I could not even focus on that task. The more I was falling asleep, the louder he kept saying, take a nap. And so after a half an hour of ignoring him, because y'all know sometimes we hear God say something and we ignore him, but he does not quiet his voice. He only gets louder. I was like, okay, God, fine. So I packed my stuff up. I went and got something to eat. 
And I was still feeling guilty in the car, right? So I was like, God, are you sure that this is you telling me to take a nap in the middle of the day when I haven't even started my day? And he kept saying, yes, it's me. And then he confirmed it because the scripture that came to my mind was in 1 Kings 19 and 5. And it was about how Elijah was basically on the run from um, Jezebel, I believe, and he was very tired. And so he got to this point where he was so frustrated and he just fell asleep. And then the angel of the Lord appeared to him and gave him food. He woke up, there was food by his side. And basically God was just telling him that he needed to rest and refill for the journey ahead to get more strength. And so that was just the way that God was confirming to me that, you know, sometimes we really do need to rest and we need strength. And I love that that's one of the main ways that God speaks to me is through scripture. And this is why I always talk about spending so much time absorbing the word. Like you want to be like a sponge when you're reading your Bible. Sometimes you may not have immediate revelation of what you're reading. You may not have an immediate understanding. But what you are doing is you are absorbing the scripture so that the Holy Spirit can then bring things back to your remembrance. So in this case, you know, I'm looking for confirmation that, hey, God, is this you speaking to me? And he brings up this passage of scripture to remind me that, yes, it's me speaking to you. And you guys can see that he used scripture to speak to me in a very practical and simple situation. And he was able to do that because I had absorbed and taken the time to read the stories, even without expecting to get something immediately. I was just reading just to absorb the word and spend time with God. And so with that being said, I got my food, I went home and I took a nap and I was immediately again trying to go back on the routine. I was like, I'm only going to take a 30 minute nap and then I'm going to wake up. Y'all, I took a nap and tended to wake up 30 minutes later and woke up three hours later. I woke up so mad because I was like, God, why would you let me sleep the day away? Like I have so much to do. I immediately went back in that mindset. And he was not at all worried. Like he was so chill about it. He was so calm. And here I am stressing about my to-do list. And I'm like, okay, God, like I get up, I hop back at my desk and I'm like, all right, what's the first thing you want me to work on? And he was like, I want you to read your word. And I'm like, God, I have not done any work all day. But nonetheless, I was obedient. I just turned off my phone I just prayed. I reminded myself that God is in control of my day. And if he's telling me to rest, then he knows what's best. And though I had stuff to do, I just had enough faith to believe that he would just work everything out, which he always does. And so I spent the rest of the day with him. And y'all, when I tell you, I had so much peace. Despite my ever-growing to-do list and all the responsibilities that were on my plate, I had so much peace. I felt so refilled and God was just constantly affirming me. And in that quiet time, he began to tell me, Kyla, you're not a robot. Robots, they produce on autopilot. They are machines. They are wired to work without rest. All they need to do is be plugged in and they're just going to work. They don't need to recalibrate. You know, robots don't need a relationship with God because they're not alive. And what he was reminding me is that I have been working in this robotic way of just trying to do this list, this test, all of these responsibilities. And I needed to recognize that he was my source. I'm not a robot and I always need to go back to the source, which is God, to be refilled and to be refreshed. 
working in the creative field, I'm constantly responsible for not only being creative for my own endeavors, but also for my job, for my clients. And it's really easy to get burnt out if I don't have my priorities on my relationship with God and also allowing myself to refill and rest. And then knowing that it is okay, it is a necessary part of my life to rest and refill. So that was the first lesson that God was teaching was that I'm not a robot and he doesn't expect me to be. The next thing that God said to me was, do not make an idol out of busyness. Again, we can get so caught up in these routines where we're just moving from task to task, project to project, and just handling all these responsibilities that we get this emotional satisfaction from being busy all of the time. And while we may not be intentionally making busyness an idol, sometimes we don't even want to be busy. It's just that we can just lose a grip on how much we really have going on where we're not taking a step back and saying like, man, I really have been busy. Like, have you ever just looked at your calendar and it's appointment after appointment and now your lunch breaks are getting smaller, time with family is getting smaller and you don't even realize it because you've just been in that routine. And that's what God was saying that That routine, that busyness has become an idol in your life. It's the thing that you worry about, the thing that you worship. You're literally worshiping your routine, worshiping your to-do list, worshiping this idea of being busy. And it's not healthy for you. And it's definitely not healthy for your relationship with God. I talked about in the episode called God Threw My Routine Out the Window, how God was telling me that he didn't want to just be involved in the first 30 minutes or an hour of my day, because that's what we're traditionally taught. We're taught to start our days with God and end our days with God, but we're not taught how to invite God into each and every single part and moment of our day. And the way to do that is to slow down. It's going to be almost impossible for you to hear God if you were constantly on the move. God speaks in a still, small voice, which means that we need to quiet out the unnecessary distractions in our lives, or not even just the unnecessary distractions, but just the priorities and the routine and the moving around and, you know, just the constant busyness. We need to take responsibility and quiet those things out so that we can get refilled so that we can get direction. I had to remind myself that God knows my beginning from my end. And that's just not talking about my life. He knows the beginning of my day and the end of my day. He knows things that are going to come up that I didn't even see coming. So why would I not trust him to run my day? Why would I rely on my own strength and my own wisdom, which the Bible specifically tells us not to do? It tells us in Proverbs, I think it's three uh, verse five through six to not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge God. He's not just telling us to not lean on our own understanding and acknowledge him just so that he can throw a wrench in our routine. He's telling us that because he's in control. He knows every single part of our day. And what I had to do was stop seeing God interrupting my routine as an interruption, but rather an intervention. God was just trying to get my priorities in check. He was trying to let me know that I had made these idols and I needed to cast them down and put him back on his rightful place. And I want to tell you guys um, a resource that God led me to that literally had me sobbing like real tears in my quiet time. I cry all the time since I've been saved. God has just done something, a miracle in my heart. If you knew me a couple of years ago, um, I have friends that have never seen me cry. So when I say that God has done a work in my heart, he has me crying all the time. 
at this point, I don't even know how I still have lashes. But anyway, y'all, the resource that he gave me was this booklet called My Heart, Christ's Home by Robert Boyd Munger. Now, I came across this article during that day where I told you guys I spent the whole day with God. But basically, this booklet is about this guy who compares his heart to a home where Jesus has been invited to dwell as his heavenly guest. And so he talks about um, each room in his heart. He goes by room by room, walking Jesus through. And Jesus basically settled on this room, which he calls the drawing room, where he wanted to meet with him every day. So this was going to be the consistent place where this guy named Robert and Jesus were going to meet each and every single morning. And I want to read you guys a part from the article that really just shifted my mindset. It says, the drawing room was a comfortable room with a quiet atmosphere. The Lord agreed to meet him there each morning for fellowship. At first, it was wonderful. As they met, the Lord would pull a book of the Bible from the bookcase and they would commune together. But as the pressure of outside responsibilities grew, that time with the Lord got crowded out. Soon he was missing several days in a row. Then one morning, as he was rushing out the door, he passed the drawing room and noticed that the door was open. Looking in, he saw Jesus sitting there alone. Grieved, he said, Master, have you been here all these mornings? Yes, said the Lord. I told you I would be here every morning to meet with you. Remember, I love you. I have redeemed you at a great cost. I desire your fellowship. Even if you cannot keep the quiet time for your own sake, do it for mine. Then Jesus says, the trouble is that you have been thinking of the quiet time of Bible study and prayer as a means for your own spiritual growth. This is true, but you have forgotten that this time means something to me also. Remember, I love you. At a great cost, I have redeemed you. I value your fellowship. Just to have you look up into my face warms my heart. Don't neglect this hour, if only it be for my sake. Whether you want to be with me or not, remember I want to be with you. I really love you. Y'all, when I tell y'all, I started crying so bad because it put me in this place where I remember every single morning when I wake up, the first thing that I'm doing is I'm, you know, brushing my teeth, washing my face. I'm getting in the shower and I'm getting right to work. I'm opening up my laptop. I'm scrolling through emails and I hadn't even acknowledged God. And it wasn't intentional. You guys can see in the story where the guy talks about how just the outside responsibilities, they grew and he started to feel the pressure and he neglected that time with God. And it wasn't intentional. He missed one day and then he missed another day. And what stood out to me was that each morning Jesus was there waiting to commune with him. That means Jesus was watching him run out the door. And I imagine it just broke his heart. And I couldn't help but put my own self in the situation. And I felt so bad that I had forgotten my first love. I had forgotten to prioritize this time with him, not just for myself, but because he values it. God wants relationship with us. He wants us to have great and productive days, but he also wants us to understand that it is through him that we will have these moments. It is through him that we will have the grace and the energy and the focus and even the strategy to navigate these days. He knows all the things on our plate and he wants to help. 
And so for me that day when I was rushing and I went to the library and I was trying to get all this stuff done, I was so focused on just trying to get out the door that I had neglected to spend that quiet time and I felt the weight of it. And at first I started to feel so guilty and I was like, oh, like all I kept saying to myself was, if I had just done this, if I had just done this and I would have had a better day. And God wasn't trying to make me feel guilty for not spending time with him. He was just trying to show me that I can do nothing apart from him and that I would produce more fruit if I just abided in him and prioritized my time. And so what I want you guys to take away from this is that you are not a robot. You're going to have some days that feel unproductive, but productivity is ultimately determined by God. If God is telling you to rest, if God is telling you to take a break, if God is telling you to take a nap and just refill and refresh in his presence, then that is productive because that is you being obedient. Obedience is what produces productivity. And that's being obedient, even if it doesn't make sense for you. And the way that we just continue to do that and really reshape our minds about what a routine, quote unquote, looks like is by keeping God first. Don't neglect your quiet time and don't just see your quiet time with God as an item to check off on your to do list. A lot of us are seeking God for strategy and we want wisdom. We want all those things. But God is concerned about relationship first. Wisdom, strategy, ideas, all these things that we're seeking God from, those are the fruit of an intimate relationship with Christ. Your relationship with God is the strategy to have a productive day. So if I could leave you guys with just some takeaways is ask God to reshape the way that you think about productivity. Ask him to help you to prioritize him daily. Something that I've been doing is I put my laptop in a separate place. I take my laptop off my desk and I leave my Bible on my desk open with my notebook and my pen out ready so that it reminds me that, hey, the word is the first thing that I'm seeking in the morning, not my laptop. That was simple revelation that God had given me that has completely shifted my ability to be consistent. So it's the little things. Ask God for the wisdom to keep him first. Ask him for the wisdom and the strategy to apply what it is he's telling you throughout your day. It will make a huge difference. So this wraps up another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. Make sure you guys sign up for the What's in Your Head challenge taking place February 7th through the 9th. Again, this challenge is completely free and you can join using the link in the show notes. I love you guys and I'll 